Marin, thanks for coming on, man. Of course, man. Thank you for asking and having me on. Of course, dude. So this is what this is the one thing that I love about the pandemic. You know, obviously, like I hate people, and you know, people dying was was very joyous for me. And like, you know, like uh, getting the vaccine, it just feels so good. The side effects feel really good. But the real thing, I'm just kidding, by the way. Those are all terrible things. No, no, of course, of course. (laughs) But the thing, like, I really like about it is like uh, COVID was able to connect people um, that probably wouldn't have been able to get connected before. For example, for you, it's like I had no idea you existed. And then through COVID, you started doing uh, photo- uh, photographing all the outdoor comedy shows. And bro, you are literally, you're fucking great. Um, I appreciate it. All Thank your you. pictures. Um, I mean, if you look at my profile, my Instagram profile, Kamach Bro, uh, quick plug. You will see a lot of um, a lot of my photos up there that have like my most likes, which is like six, are from Aaron. They're Aaron photography photos, and um, I just love that we were able to connect, man. Um, also, I, I feel like were you doing comedy photography um, before the pandemic? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was doing a lot of more um, indie and alt comedy rooms. Okay. Um, for the most part, I think the only crossover I really had was um, maybe in the Park Slope area, like uh, Bell House or Union Hall or um, Littlefield, those general yeah. areas. But I didn't spend a lot of time um, photographing like uh, major major clubs or um, what I would say like club comics. I would do a lot right. more comics. Um, and that's uh, based on my background. Um, I uh, got into photography or comedy photography uh, through um, shooting um, improv teams uh, for the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Um, rest in rest peace, in I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then you know, like Magnet and uh, and the Pit. Um, so a lot of my connections uh, pre-pandemic were in uh with those rooms and those performers yeah dude um it's funny that you 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 mentioned like you mentioned all those rooms and then you mentioned major you you didn't do major comedy clubs but from what i understand those alt rooms those are like big alt rooms like those are probably like where you see a lot of the celebrity comics and like i mean i i i can't get booked on those shows and i work some clubs in in um in the city so that's pretty big stuff man Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, right towards the end, it seemed like things were really kind of coming together. Um, I was shooting, um, I think, probably the fondest memories I have of, like, right before everything kind of got locked down was I used to shoot a show um, called uh, Trine or Trine. Um, And it was a a hotel. It was one, like, like one of the kind of, like, uh, up-and-coming... Uh, hotel shows where they would just rent out like the common area of one of these uh, kind of luxury like kind of bougie boho hotels mm. um and they would just throw up a comedy show um in this one in particular uh one of the producers and hosts was bowen yang um kind of when he was popping off on snl so right. that was kind of it was really um it was a little bit surreal um because uh as you know um uh, is the it's very interesting to kind of um start off doing any sort of thing in comedy because you're like how, how do I jump how do I make the leap between like rubbing elbows with my peers versus like meeting somebody who is 
uh, clearly on the rise or like blowing up or yeah. have has their whole uh, brand and it's yeah. like really impressive to see um, but also how like much they love doing like you know it's like they might be on national television they might have you know these development deals they might have all this stuff going on but honestly like they have as much excitement and enthusiasm about doing a show yeah. um every other sunday night uh just to do stand-up for you know whatever uh, 10 15 minutes as they yeah. would you know like while you know like just doing like the uh, a major network show the night before it's it's pretty pretty uh pretty remarkable and yeah. very um kind of like uh puts you in a good mind space for the community i feel like yeah, stand up never gets old, man, because it's like I think you can you can almost get like if you it's hard to it's, it's so crazy to say I think you can even get used to like a, a film or TV job because you go on set every day, you're there for 13 hours. I mean, you do multiple takes. It's pretty like they're going to cut it up where you look great. But for stand up, <laughs> it's like you're up there by yourself, man. This is these are your thoughts. This is like all you. No one up there is going to help you like you. It doesn't matter who you are. In stand-up, it's like you could bomb. Like, like they give you maybe a minute of like grace, you know. And if you're not funny, if you're not bringing the heat, bro, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel the bomb. And yeah. I totally agree. I was just talking about uh, what you said recently with someone about how when you get into comedy or anything in show business, it seems so daunting because you're like, um. Like if you're in finance, you're like, all right, if I work at this firm for this many years, you know, if I put my time in, I'll get my promotion, I'll get my corner office. If you're a teacher, I'll do my whatever, three years, get my tenure. Uh, maybe I'll be, be VP, you know, you work your way up. In comedy, it's just like, there's no guidebook, there's no steps, even in acting to get into a TV show, to get into a comedy club. There's no forum, there's no application online. Like this is what we're looking for yeah. at, at your CV. So it's like, I was just talking about this with some like, if being an open micer, which I was for so long, it's just like, that's open mic. That's why open micers are so like angry and like kind of like sad all the time. It's just like, what are we right. doing? Like, I don't know what if, if what I'm doing is the right thing. Like, I'm just getting on stage every day. I'm, I'm working on my act. I'm listening to my sets. And I'm like, that's all I can do. Everything else is kind of out of my control, you know? It's mm -hmm. really, really crazy. And it's so cool to, I, I really get a kick out what you're saying. Like you're meeting, you're working with these big time SNL people and then like the stand-up shows give them the the, the heebie-jeebies I love it <laughs> I really love it it's that's why stand-up is the best man yeah yeah and I, I also think that the one uh, one thing that you said about uh, uh to be back on something that you just said mm -hmm. um it might be a generational thing I I, I know like I think it, like uh, um growing up um my uh mom uh was an emergency room doctor um oh, wow. and um like from when i was a kid she worked in one place for like 25 years wow and then unceremoniously you know like she's obviously a genius and you know yeah. the best yeah. doctor i know for sure oh, um but then it was like but it was um she had a job for 25 years and then was like go and then um oh they let her like, go they just they they cut her off yeah, yeah, and for, you know, it's like there's a, like you know, it's like there's a, I could you know you could do uh, hours on talking about like the healthcare system. Also, I, I'm not an expert on it. I just happen to kind of uh, uh, kind of be a fly on the wall as um, my mom kind of in the ensuing like ten years, like she had 
um, maybe like 10 like jobs doing emergency medicine in different with different groups with different things like the whole uh, ecosystem had changed so yeah. that it wasn't necessarily favoring a lifelong pursuit of one thing or like a lifelong uh, being in one place. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was like a kind of uh, jumping around from place to place to place. Um, and I certainly think that as a creative type, uh, like that seems to be like the regular mentality. And I think for like for uh, people in our general age group, I think we're you and I are slightly uh, different by a few years. But um, yeah. just that idea that um, it's it's almost like like it's not as much of a it says something like you know it's like it, it almost like the people who are in a position for and like you know like longer than maybe two or three years attractive yeah. well you cut out, you cut out um, for a second but I, I think you were saying that like um things are different now right yeah yeah in the sense that i think um I think in generations past, it would seem like if you didn't have um, a, like your eye on like a career job where you're there for so many years, yeah. um, that was yeah. seen as uh, uh, maybe like a negative. But yeah. I feel like now it just seems like you're just creatively restless. You're trying to find yeah. your, you're trying to find your kind of your, your like forever home and sometimes you might not find it but in the meantime you're gonna have all these experiences you're gonna meet so many people yeah um you're gonna have a lot of really you're you're gonna be able to look back i think and see all the opportunities all the doors you saw open in front of you and i think that's that tends to be what keeps me kind of like yeah like not focused but like it it tends to keep me driving towards something you know i I think you're yes you're on to something there especially with like i think the times are different because especially with the internet social media netflix it's like there's so much um we're seeing so much of the world and so many different angles and it's like back in the day it's like you just had your cable television i think it was pretty controlled what you were exposed to so you didn't see like like on instagram the one big joke every comic makes and every people make is like on Instagram, you get pissed off because you see how great other people's lives are, you know? Right. So you just yeah. want to strive for more. So I think like this regular nine to five job that, you know, people do, it's, I think it's like killing people. It's getting them depressed. It's like, I, I see uh, whatever fucking damn Bulzerians with a hundred bitches on a yacht, you know? And it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? You know? So mm-hmm. I, think, I think that drive to just not even just like maybe the person doesn't want to be Dan Bilzerian or, or whatever the fuck, but it's like they just want to like uh, do something different and, and constantly be stimulated and stimulated and stimulated. Where I think to what I was before, the, the bar for stimulus was so low. So I was like, you go do your nine to five job, you come home and then I think you're just like going out drinking and getting hammered, you know, but not even that is like kind of looked down upon, you know, if you're just kind of like a, a guy who drinks all the time. Like you're right. not uh, the hustle the, the hustle culture is, is is real you know i don't think the hustle culture was that um it, i mean it was definitely there but i don't think like, i think back in the day for comedy i think hustle culture was just like doing six sets a night mm-hmm. you know now it's like six sets a night and internet and podcast and um acting and 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 just a bunch it just never fucking ends you know yeah yeah i mean i do think that part of that hustle thing is uh fomo is like 
that you're like yeah. if i don't if i don't keep myself plugged in into every possible outlet like i might lose that yeah thing that takes off um these because dude just just friday i had like a spot at lol which is a not the best club but I, i'm comfortable there so i can kind of like cancel spots there if i if i need to Mm-hmm. and i had that but then saturday sunday all the way up until this friday coming up i'm like jam-packed with gigs and my girlfriend's like you know what you want to just go out to uh brunch dinner happy hour and just have a night and of course i want to but then i think about that one spot which is not even an important spot unpaid yeah. spot and i'm just like Argh! like if i don't do it <laughs> i'm not working hard enough like what if i go there and like you know uh, but like, how do you how do you cultivate uh, a, a relationship with a club where you can say like you know where you can uh, decline like because I always think that that's always the thing you worry about is that if you say no now then they're gonna assume that you'll say no in yeah. the future and then you're you're like in the back of the line like well you just like, so LOL is a different club like so LOL is uh like if you're getting I, paid by the way I've never I've never been I okay. I, I, I I've been hearing about it. And yeah. it sounds like um, it sounds like an interesting spot for like a truly like a true city comic who's hilarious. Yeah. And then maybe you're trying out something a little bit different than, you know, like true, like New york stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's, a, there's just a lot that um, goes into that place where it's like tourists, you know, people who aren't really planning on coming to a show. So they're kind of like it's kind of like an impulse decision, you know. And yeah. you, got, you know, Times Square prices are crazy. So it's a bunch of mixed emotions. Um, but in terms of like, just like being having that comfortability, it's just like, one, it's like, um, some like, I like, so my, my, like some spots I do there aren't paid. They're just for me to work on stuff. Sure. Some spots are paid. The bottom line is like, I understand if, if, if um, when comics go like, oh, if I don't take this opportunity, you know, I'm never going to get, and, but the, like, there's comes to a point which where I'm at is like, if you're not going to pay me, like I, I, it's just, it's just all about where you are. So for me, it's just like, I don't really have to worry too much about losing an opportunity. If someone's asking me to do a free gig, uh, they're, it's almost like they're taking advantage of me, you know? Right. So it's like, I do it cause I want to do it to work on stuff for myself. But once the, for me gets taken out of it, then I just don't want to do it, you know? But I guess someone who's young, just trying to get in, taking this box, make a good impression. I've been at LOL for like four years, I think, something like that. So I put in my time there where like, if I cancel something, they're not going to be mad. Also, I do good there. You know, I stage there and I'm pretty faithful. So it's like, I build a relationship there. It's like any relationship. It's like, if you're working on a job, your first day, you don't fucking show up. They're like, what the fuck is this? You know, but if you're there for like seven years and you, you do good work for them, and you want to take a day off they're like yeah okay i trust uh you know J- uh, jimmy you know i think he'll be uh i like him it's just that's kind of <laughs> i know you was jimmy <laughs> jimmy my uh, alter ego um <laughs> but it's for it's, the midwest it's, it's so funny people make co- like, comedy is show business is different but like at the end of the day it's a business and you just gotta be professional how do i get in the clubs how do i get booked in clubs it's just like you know, you need a recommendation, which is a reference to go in there. Your audition is basically your resume. And then, you know, you get in, you get spots. And then just then it's like, you got to be a cool coworker. You, you know, you don't, don't, don't dick around with the, the higher ups. Don't bite the hands that feed. It's the same stuff. It's just all, you know, 
it's all business at the end of the day. It's all just being like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I will say that's one of the reasons I really like the, um, like working, like, I, like, I think that, you know, like I've had experiences shooting in, in clubs and working with like, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like, like that with the, that kind of like, um, uh, venue hierarchy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like my heart will always be with like independent shows, um, producers who are like also comedians. It's like, yeah. it's something, there's something about like that, um, something about that kind of like, um, there's like a different kind of drive, a different kind of passion. And I think a certain type of understanding and empathy that like, hey, everybody's on their kind of, everybody's on their kind of like their hustle. Like, so it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like, you know, it's like, it's like, it, it becomes more of like a, like a friendship, like a true mm -hmm. friendship that's born out of this thing that you guys are, you know, like that, that you're kind of being witness to. Um, a, that yeah, so I, I was going to ask you that in the beginning about the different, like w the difference between the shooting at a club and shooting at an independent show. I think you kind of, you just answered there, but I saw you, um, you were shooting at the, the cellar recently, the comedy cellar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, how was that experience? Did that make you change your mind a little bit? Like, you don't think that great? <laughs> um, you know, um, yeah, you know, it's like, I think that it was, um, I think I, I'm still kind of like trying to process the whole experience in terms of like, cause I haven't, I, I shot it, you know, like it was like a stray Sunday, it was Easter Sunday. Um, and I haven't shot it since, but I think part of it is because like my, like, I think my hustle right now is just to keep the, the lines of communication open in case somebody wants to hire me. Yeah. Whereas I think that I need to start thinking about it more like um, pursuing the opportunities that I would want and kind of like be a little bit more proactive about, you know, like, and a lot of it is confidence in my uh, output and my product. And, you know, like, I hate seeing, saying that photography is my product, but at the same time, it's yeah. like, yeah, at the same time, it's like, like big you joke don't my product. It's the same, same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like, you, it's one of those, you don't say it to your brunch friends as much as you do, like, a, you know, like a, a business associate or somebody who you want to go into business with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I would say that the experience was, you know, it was like, I think in its best points, um, it was a really cool, uh, just to hang out in like the green room. It was, you know, the basically like the first indoor thing uh, that I had ever, that I'd been in um, uh, since uh, for about a year, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like having that was a little bit surreal, um, but the, I feel like the ease in which um the ease in which um I was able to kind of acclimate myself and honestly see a lot of people who I'd met over the past year yeah. doing outdoor shows um people who I think were truly excited that they could be in a you know in a room um yeah. whether I mean, or not it Sunday was the second or third day the clubs reopened so there was that bad York, yeah. air yeah for sure yeah. yeah um and so you know and it was like and honestly it's like it, it took me a while to realize that, um, you know, like have like, sh like that I actually do share experiences through, you know, like the pandemic is an experience we all kind of share. Of so it's kind of like, if you're, you know, if you're kind of like shy around somebody, which I tend to be shy, which is I think why I stay behind the camera as opposed to like jump on the stage. And, mm -hmm. you know, also I'm not 
uh, funny in the way that <laughs> you need to be in order to command a room. Um, you can so, command. You're, you're. I would say you're very interesting. Like when I see you <laughs> with your camera, you got a, you got a tripod strapped to your back. You got a camera. You got another tripod on your other hand. You got a white claw <laughs> somehow dangling from your fucking. <laughs> You're, you're, you're at the top of your head, like on a string, like you, you're always going, man. You, you got shorts on in two degree weather. Like I, <laughs> you're, you're definitely, you know, I always tell people about comedy. It's like, I'm not funny. I'm not funny. It's like, it's just about being interesting, you know, like, it, and then mm -hmm. you just put, write jokes about it. Now it doesn't say anyone can do it, but it's like, bro, if you tell anyone, we all know unfunny. If anyone tells you an interesting story and at the end they just kind of, you know, whatever, punchline it's that's it that's the art form it's just i'm simplifying it a lot um but it's like, no 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 it yeah. makes sense it's like and it, but like I, I was talking to somebody recently because i have a a close friend um from growing up who i went to high school with actually mm. um but, uh, not a segue to that part of the show but we could use, um, use it yeah um <laughs> but actually he he was uh he was a a, a like a you know actor singer performer who uh wanted to transition into um stand-up so he ended up um you know becoming a, a stand-up um wow. and the thing that was interesting about it was that he like the funniest person in the room like if you're talking to him like the most personable hilarious like he like because he had like keen observation skills so like he could really tailor the conversation to kind of like you know like get you know like to get into the zone of like focusing on you making you feel um right yeah with, essentially all the qualities that i think are good for like a host or an mc yeah but i think that um that was something where he was just like he wasn't as interested in doing that yeah. like he had his like i think these things are funny kind of like had like a list of things yeah. things that are kind of like you know funny but like funny but maybe not like as killer as like the personality is you know and so it's always interesting whenever I see somebody who's like off the stage is like like kills me like I can't be in a room with that person because I can't yeah. I can't do my job because I'm shaking so hard you know from like yeah. um and then we see him on stage and like you know like I think we're reaching that point now where it's like you know like in order to stand out sometimes your material has to be you know like so you have to you take bigger swings sometimes it's sometimes they don't land because of this that or another reason we also live in a very pc time so it's like sometimes they don't land because the room well, just doesn't accept yeah. your point of view as if you're a male a male or you know like you know or like or, or, or anything it really it, does, it doesn't really matter what the yeah what you know what your kind of background is if you can't kind of make that transition if you can't bring the audience on board for that thing that you seem to be obsessed with yeah it's a very interesting it's a very interesting thing to to experience from both ends from watching the set and then also seeing somebody backstage completely different not different as a not like they're putting on a character and they're taking it off but yeah. more like a, oh i didn't realize that like what you really wanted to do was talk about this right well i think yeah. people on stage Honestly, people on stage are probably, it's just different. It's a diff people are different on stage off as off stage. Like you, you would love, like, I think the best comics are the same person, but you know, up and coming comics, people, maybe they're not all the way there or people that are looking out for their image. It's like when you're in person, you, 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 it's like on stage, you gotta be safe, obviously. But when you're a person, you're also not saying the stuff that 
you would have kind of come to your mind at first. You know, you're trying, you're definitely holding back in different ways, both on stage and off stage. So mm -hmm. I just think it's like, that's not surprising me where someone's like, oh, I want to talk about blah, 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 blah. And also you got to like, and then on stage, they won't do it because they don't want to get canceled or it might be too much or they're too scared by how they're perceived. But then also it's like, it's about the like, when you're off stage, there's a comfortability about who you're interacting. You're not interacting with strangers when you're off stage. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just interacting with people you kind of know and trust that aren't going to screw you over. On stage, you don't, you're trying to build that, you know? Right. So it's just a different, yeah, you just can't, I mean, if you were the same person off stage as you were on stage, um, that'd be fucking crazy, you know? For most people, that would just be like inner thoughts like that. That would just be a problem. Right. Um, but yeah, I want to ask you this before um, we start talking about high school. Like what made you get into photography? And this could actually kind of probably go back, uh, start in a, I can't even talk, but it could probably, it probably, <laughs> it probably started in high school. So this might actually be a good segue. I'm so bad. I don't even oh. segues anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I remember um, one time I, I did it. I did one of these and I was like, I told the guy, we're going to, I'm going to segue some naturally into, and then it was just like a conversation. And then I was like, so high school, he goes, that was it. That was your segue. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, um, I went to school for to college uh, for film and video production, right? Uh, Drexel University in in, in uh, Philadelphia, um, and when I uh, graduated, um, it was I found it kind of tough to get a toehold um, in the industry. Uh, I was living um, was that word toehold? Toehold? Yeah, like a, like yeah, like like try to get like you know try to kind of latch on to some sort of okay. Um, I've heard that word before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think they call it like a, my um, limited knowledge of the term, uh, even though I want to use it like a $10 term, um, is <laughs> that <laughs> I wanted to impress, um, yeah. is that it's I'm like the, the smallest, like kind of like the smallest amount of like real estate you can grab in order to like keep, like keep that momentum going, you know? I see, I see. Like yeah. have a toehold. Like, cause it's like, you can't grab the rest of the body. You gotta, you know, like all you can do is like, just grab the tone and kind of go. That's, that's, I, right my, uh, wrong. that's sex with my girlfriend. So I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> grab the toe. It's a good time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't specify which toe. So, you know, it's. Oh, both. Anyway. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. I, assume you're, I assume this is all camel toe thing. So. <laughs> oh okay yeah sure whatever uh whatever is <laughs> not free. um All listen right. that's no that's that's cruder than i would ever want to be um recorded yeah. on a podcast but if this makes it somewhere I don't know. um so yeah so um and then um but i so i was living um i moved back home which is cherry hill which is 12 miles outside of philadelphia All right. um and was there for a couple of years trying to get the film thing going and then got an opportunity to move up to new york um, and that was around the time that people were um, making a big deal about feature films that were being shot on a digital SLR camera, so DSLRs. Um, and so I was like, well, I might as well, if I really wanna try doing this on some capacity, in any capacity, I wanna jump on board, I should get my own uh, DSLR. Yeah. So I got a camera um, that did both stills and video um, and then realized very quickly that um, I was not as into the video stuff um, as the, the, the stills, um, mostly because um, 
the one thing I realized, and I'm sure you know this as somebody who like, you know, like you like to, you tape your sets, you have so many shows and you, you know, you want to give people that impression of what you're doing. But sometimes it's like, you know, like um, you could be shooting in the most beautiful place in the country, like, you know, whatever, but, yeah. but like, you know, it's like if the acoustics aren't good, if the audience isn't good, then a video of that is actually kind of a bummer. It's hurtful. But like, yeah, yeah, but like if, you know, but you know, it's like if somebody took a picture of you performing like on a Carnegie Hall stage to like half a capacity, it's like you still have the stage, still have the lighting, all the professional accoutrement. And you look, um, you look amazing. Yeah. 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 And, and a lot of, and you know, a lot of it is putting the trust in the, in a performer that like, the, like, you know, it's like that's my, my favorite thing about like performers is that they're, um, I guess, in defagability whatever that indefatigable what is it that i forget that word i'm not saying the yeah. other word but um but basically yeah, their tenacity yeah. their tenacity and like you know like their um need to put on a good show to three people in the audience to 100 people you know um and kind of like the better they do their job the better i can do my job mm. um mm. and so i always think about that and i like creating the moments I think, you know, like creating the moments as opposed yeah. to the moments creating my work. You know? I'll say this, anytime you, I do, you, you, you photograph me do a set and then you show me the, the, I look at the photos after I'm looking up there. I'm like, man, I, I, I wish I felt as good when that show was <laughs> happening as I look like fuck, like, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, there's something, there's this twinkle in the eye and there's a, in the, something in the body, I guess about, cause when you're on, when you're doing comedy, it's like, Hey, it's like, I, I think you're, you know, more of your brain is being used that you kind of have that your back to the wall. Like, Hey, like this, every moment is like fucking means something, you know, every second you're up there, you're alive and you're, 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 you're trying to kill and like you're greeting the crowd, your, your, your body's really working. I think no one really looks shitty. Like when you photograph them, right. Have you ever came across a photo where you're like, <laughs> the person looks like shit No, Right. Oh no, I tend to overshoot. I mean, that's the other thing about it is yeah. digital photography is, I mean, like, I <laughs> I feel like you're teeing me up for a compliment about the quality of my work, but instead I'll tell you, it's like, uh, you know, you always have to, you know, you always want to make sure you don't miss the moment. So you're constantly yeah. shooting. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless, you know, honestly, unless it's somebody who I see, I see, I see you all the time. So it's like, I kind of, you know, without like, without fully like focusing in on your set so it's always constantly surprising to me to kind of see how the audience will react to your material um and sometimes it surprises me because i sometimes will not remember like oh this is the punchline this is where this the set was going it's always exciting for me to see it yeah um and then uh it, it's always like um that's always like a good kind of like it's always a good energy and i think what you were saying before about like it being like uh, like you get comfortable you know is it comfortable knowing that some like that it's some like it, that I can be a trusted person in the room to kind of like represent this experience as mm -hmm. um, aesthetically pleasing as possible? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, so, so it yeah. basically started out as you went to school and then you got the camera because you this is the whole new thing now, and you just were like, it just you just kind of realized like I like shooting stills. I don't really like doing a video. And you just pick up from there. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Um, that's, life. Also, that's life in a nutshell. It's like you do something. I think I like I could. Oh, I hate this. And then you try something else. I think. Oh, okay. And then one thing eventually you just run across something like this is it. It clicks. I love it. 
mm-hmm. reason why I wake up in the morning and uh, that's it. You just take off. Well, I think things have also changed significantly since from when I started, where I think that, you know, um, again, think of it the same way as having a 25 year career and then subsequently like 10 different jobs in the next 10 years, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that when I was starting to kind of, when I was starting the, my career, um, the emphasis was more on a full clip. You know, like the set has to be perfect. If one of the jokes doesn't land, I don't want the set at all. And that's a very frustrating energy yeah, because you know, because because you know, like um, uh, the other thing was like like um, like I was shooting a tape for somebody who had to submit to uh, a festival, and like one of their JFL? rules was like <laughs> it was JFL, yeah, does yeah, JFL I, I have, like one of those like yeah, like like one continue, one shot, no cuts. Yeah, and it's like, but like the thing is, is that um, so if you get into that mind space and the mentality um of wanting to have that and like not having a great tape or like not having a great minute in your 10 minute set it's it kind of it kind of like it kind of like it just slows everything to a crawl like i it de-ages a comic too like a guy who's been doing it 10 years who's on an audition or or trying to i think it takes like three years off them because they're in their head they're not natural you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um Oh, you're, so you're talking about like de-aging as in like they're kind of back to their infancy. Of- yes, yeah, and in, in terms of career, not not in terms of uh, age. I think if that was the case, we'd all uh, give not give a shit about <laughs> making tapes. Yeah. But I think like, the, you know, I think the proliferation of like, you know, obviously Instagram, TikTok, like reels, like um, yeah. people are much more, and like, you know, like we're a much more kind of like soundbite edit culture. So I think people are more excited about having that you know like if one thing slays let's slice that out let's drop that as our thing let's put subtitles on it yeah it's um you know and i think the other thing is like you know well, like, if i if sorry to cut you off but if i get a tape if i shoot a tape that's 30 minutes i don't even go like i hope this 30 minutes is fucking perfect i go i'm gonna have like five clips from this 30 minutes you know right. that's all i really that's yeah. good that's what it is, because that's what people, that's what's going to get you a, a following, you know, and then you shoot your special, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, um, yeah, so that was all, that's the only point I wanted to make about that. No. You're right, it's different, though. It used to be like, oh, this set's worthless, toss it. Um, if it's not full, a full fucking kill, if there's any dip. Now it's definitely like, oh, like, I could just take a minute or 30 seconds. Here's a reel, here's, you know, here's a post, here's an Instagram TV or, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which I think is also crazy because I think now it's like you want to tease your act. You don't want to like throw every one of your bits on because it's like someone can easily access it if they follow you on Instagram. And like you have every one of your jokes that you're about to do on this like set that you're doing tonight. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's super, you know, it's just like you don't get the same response. Like nobody wants to see like like it's not about playing the hits. Well, sometimes it is. That's thing. That's what what makes it too, because like, you know, comics want to put out specials so it, it makes it even more difficult or it doesn't not difficult but it makes us more creative in a sense like we have to like all right write a topical joke because you can burn topical jokes do some crowd work get a clip of that you know just you need content of you killing and you don't want to give out your act so obviously it's like you got to figure out different avenues or make sketches too you know that's a that's a yeah. <laughs> but let's let's start talking about high school here so hey, um, listen good segue yeah, yeah good segue <laughs> It's so natural. Um, so where'd you go to high school? So I went to high school um, in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, Kumar. High school. Hmm? 
Early- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's um. <laughs> That's where it's. That's where it's based on. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That does definitely an LA screenwriter threw a uh, a dart at a uh, at a map of New Jersey. Yeah, and yeah, tried yeah. to figure out a location. Um, but yeah, um, so the my high school is Cherry Hill High School East, um, which was uh, named because there's like there's an east side and a west side of mm-hmm. Cherry Hill. The east side, I guess, is more the as my eleventh um, grade English teacher would say the. Um, jaded affluent cherry hill youths went to the cherry hill east okay. and then like the wrong side of the tracks was like cherry hill west um but um ultimately the what i would say is that what um uh, uh cherry hill east always struck me as more money than talent and cherry hill west was definitely more talent than money kind of thing okay that's a good way to so put it. yeah yeah so it was an interesting ecosystem to kind of go through um for the four years <laughs> right so so how was uh how was your time in high school then um i think um <laughs> i think it was uh yeah yeah you know what i it, it ended it ended great okay like i think i i think i kind of found i think i kind of figured out many of the things i needed to figure out um i do think that i kind of stumbled by having kind of like I wouldn't say an undiagnosed, like not like a like a manic depression, but like an undiagnosed kind of like depressive streak okay. that kind of defined my, you know, like defined. I mean, because I think when you're like a hormonal teenager, you just don't like you don't understand. Um, you don't understand how to process emotions. I think the other thing too is like you know, like if you, you know, like uh, uh, especially when you're like a freshman or a sophomore, there's that whole thing about like unrequited love, all that kind of stuff, and you just don't know what to do with those, what to do yeah. with those emotions. Well, um, and I so I wasn't know. like, oh, oh no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, yeah. So I wasn't like the best. I wasn't a model um, of any. You're a very sort. You're very emotional. You're screaming, I want to run away. You know, you're you're uh, telling people you're proposing the kids in the in the hallway. Is that what we're going after here, Kyle? <laughs> Maybe a bit. Um, yeah. but I but I also think that, you know, like you um it's like starting out anything. It's like um you have all this emotion and this passion and you want some outlet for it. And usually it's like those outlets don't exist. Like nobody really wants you to have, you know, like, cause you're just kind of like, you know, like nobody wants you to be, um, I guess like nobody wants that amount of drama in yeah. their lives. You know? Yeah. I, I understand think, that now. I'll say this. There is a part of maturing and growing up is being mature with your emotions. You know, mm-hmm. like basically like saying like, hey, um, even something as much as like, I don't want to go to that fucking party. You know, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit who's there. I just don't feel like going and just communicating that to people like, where are you? You're coming like, I don't fucking want to go. Whoa, what, what, are you going to miss that? Like, I just don't, I, 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 it's not my scene. It's not my this. Like, I'm going to stay home. And or even just telling a chick. Like, I mean, a, a thing like now it's like girls like are always like in these fuck boys, these fuck boy, you know, and then it's like it's all guys because it's dudes that don't have any social maturity, uh, emotional maturity. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have the balls to be like, well, listen, like I um, I just don't I'm not looking for I'm saying that I'm looking for like 
I, I'm just not really into you. I like what we're doing. This is fun, but I just don't feel it, you know? And, uh, you know, if you want to keep banging, we can do that. But I just don't see this going forward anymore. Like, if you told chicks that, you would probably get laid still, you know? But these guys want to play games. And the girls do this, too. Like, they just they just don't want to be honest with their feelings, you know? And that's kind of how at high school is. Like, you're just like, that, that's the maturity. Emotional maturity is just not there, you know? Right. Not this, like, security with yourself or, like, you're an adult. You've been through so much uh, bullshit. You're just like, I don't give a fuck. Any. Like, this is what it is. Go suck my dick if you don't agree. You know, this is just lay it all out. And I think we're too scared of what people are going to think about us. That's the big thing in high school. You're scared of like, oh, am I going to think I'm a loser? If I do this, if I don't go with the group, are they going to think I'm weird? It, 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 but I don't feel comfortable. Like, all right, let's go against what I'm comfortable with, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just drives you crazy, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things too is that like, I feel like, you know, like, um, I think that there are certain kind of, um, emotional, um, I guess, sparks that I had before being in high school. Yeah. Like, so you know, tell, like, tell me all about the, I want, you say you were very emotional. I want to hear about you, 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 you crying and, uh, <laughs> and running away. From oh, home. I'm trying yeah. to think of the last time I cried like super, super hard. I don't cry very often. Like yeah. probably the last time, like I truly like, um, was maybe like almost like maybe 10 years ago. Like mm-hmm. it was during, it was like, it was a breakup related, you know, like kind of like that's emotional. Good, yeah. That's um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, like, I think at the time, no, you know, I think at the time it was just kind of like being like, uh, I was just like a mopey dope, you know, it was like, um, I kind of projected a lot of, um, I projected a lot of, um, what I perceived as like a negativity, um, onto other people like being like oh they must like hate me or something like that and I think that unfortunately like that becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy I think it's kind of like oh if you're always going to be like a sourpuss then people are just going to assume you know like you know like you're not going to get you're not going to have the same social experiences than if you're like you know like um outgoing I think but I think for me I always always like I like I'd rather I'd rather like make I'd rather kind of like make like small errors to myself than to make these big, you know, like big theatrical mistakes, you know? Right. Like nothing, nothing would, nothing would mortify me more than to like be big and bold and like maybe, you know, like, and, and, and to um, completely like, and, and have no net, I guess, um, which, you know, like, which is funny. Cause it's like, cause I did do, you know, I, I did do, um, when I started high school, like my, I have two sisters and both of them were like the theater department. So I was kind of like the, like, I was like, oh, clearly when I get in high school, I'm going to start doing like plays and all this stuff and be like on stage. Um, and I would say like, you know, for a bunch of reasons, um, I'm like, like it didn't necessarily pan out the way that I think I was expecting. Um, I certainly kind of fell out of love with, um, like, I kind of fell out of love with like, with doing uh theater but i think a lot of it is also because um because uh, uh, i do think that like at the time from my perspective and I, like i you know like i don't know how true this is um because it's gonna sound like i'm bitching um but like i do think there's something about you know like um for me uh, a lot of theater a lot of plays are kind of these dynasty narratives where it's like every character is related to the other character sure. so you can't really, you know, it's like, 
so you don't really have many inroads as um, an Asian uh, Asian American uh, to get into any of those, you know, or especially yeah. like like one of the shows we did was Annie. So it's just kind of like, you know, like you're doing a show about depression era, like 1930s, where it's like the principals are, you know, like tall, white, bald dude, um, you know, little right. Muppet, redhead girl. And then like the bad guys are all related. And you're just like, well, I guess then, you know, it's like, like, I th- you know, like I think at a certain point I was just kind of like, then it's not so much that I didn't have the talent. I mean, I'm not saying that I was more talented than the people who ended up getting the roles that I would have wanted. But I think like it, you, fit, you fit their, the the casting call almost like. Yeah. Role. Like, I think, I think I would have had to have been 150%. Like, you know, if somebody had to be a hundred percent to, to, to land something like something significant, mm-hmm. I would have to have been 150% just to make up for the fact that like, the deficit of like not being yeah. the person you would envision in that in that kind of role yeah because you know? asians are, are obviously we don't think of leading men as asian that's just like a fact you know you could try mm-hmm. to like be upset with me for saying that but that's just like i mean every leading man is uh you know for the longest time it was white guys white dudes and now it's more you know now you have women uh leading women and leading um uh um african-americans but it's also like asians are still like haven't gotten to that point i mean even like who's a great what's that guy stephen chung from walking dead like people oh yeah stephen yeah yeah but he's not he's not the he's not number one you know he's Mm -hmm. not a leading man he's not he's not like jackie chan i guess was a leading man for a while so that's but that's it just one guy jet lee i guess for a little bit but then they're all they're fucking flying in the air you know kicking people uh, upside down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that what i have to do to get up you know get that is that the role that has to be written so yeah, i the only way like i had that too i think when I, when and I, i'm good because like i was like because i'm mixed race and i kind of like i could if i said i was white people would believe it but so it's all about perception but i could see where how that could be frustrating where it's just like no one wants to cast you for these roles not because they hate your guts it's just like that's not what people that's not what the society envisions you know yeah I mean, and then also in the interest of full disclosure, I was probably not a very good. That's why I stopped acting entirely. It's like yeah, you're blaming it on race, and then meanwhile, you you, you <laughs> I just suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it was. No, yeah. um, no, but it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, like it's also really interesting. Like I don't know if this is a controversial statement, but like I you know like I will say, growing up in Hill, like I never really felt like it's. I I was talking to my sister about this uh, recently, but like. You know, especially in in the wake of all of this kind of anti-Asian sentiment and, um, you know, like public, like violent, you know, like, like, you know, like violent acts and stuff like that. Yeah. That um, when people refer to like people of color, then I never think, I don't think of Asians as people of color. Like I never, like, I, I find it almost like, like, it's almost like a weird kind of thing where I'm like, oh, I didn't, I sometimes forget that like my opinion might be perceived different because even if I have the opinion of, you know, like I have many, you know, obviously I think like the majority of my friends are probably Caucasian or, you know, like mixed Caucasian kind of thing. Um, but like the idea that like my opinion, we could have, we have the same opinion, but like my opinion is um, perceived differently. And I never, but like, it's like, I, I, sometimes like, I'm just like, um, oh, it's might be, it's because like, I tend to forget that like, I'm not, 
like even if I have like I guess Caucasian thought, I'm still yeah. Asian. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So can you can you give us like an ex uh, a, a more of like a story like a, like an actual thing that <laughs> happened to you where you go? I'm not I'm not 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 even mean I I that totally came across as like you know prove it. Uh, what I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> give you an example of like um like uh how uh just I don't know maybe a story from high school that's kind of stuck with you because I I think we all have those. Oh, just like in general. Yeah, just in general, it kind of like shows who you were or how you were feeling and how you were thinking. Like, I, I'll give you one. So this is in high school. It doesn't have to be high school. So um, this summarized pretty much my whole life up until I started getting a little confidence in comedy. And this is kind of, I still have these tendencies today where it's like, I kind of like, I'll want something, but I never go for it. Not like, like, I kind of tiptoe around it. Like I circle it around it like a fucking velociraptor around like a like a like a like a, a smaller dinosaur with like peanut butter on it kind of like is this a trap it's like like so okay so what i'm trying to say is like when i was in um elementary school i i, I thought playing the drums was like the coolest thing i wanted to learn wanted to play but i had such little self-worth and like i can't be cool i can't be this that i just ended up playing a different instrument um all up until high school Instead of playing the drums, which is all the only thing I wanted to play. And I was just hoping someday someone would just slap me across the face and just put a drum set on my, but I just, just, and then I just kind of like lied to myself and I kind of stuck with this lie and it like kind of sucked my, I just don't know how, now that I think about it, I don't know how I was able to just do it. Cause now my whole life is like, do what you want, go for your thing. Don't fucking, no excuses. Don't settle for less. But I think those years of just kind of being like, not going for what I want, really wanted in life and what made me happy and doing, going against my instincts um, is what fuels me now. But yeah, I'm just talking about, that's like kind of an example, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of like, that's the type of person I was in high school, always trying to fit in, always trying to do things, even if uh, I didn't want to do, even um, just to be cool or fit in or just kind of like fit whatever insecurity I had. So yeah i'm trying to think i because i'm trying to think of like if there's a story because i um late in high school i completely fell off like the the, the theater track yeah um because i had kind of like found more validation doing music like i sing i i like i you know like i have like my performance outlet now is a musical performance and everything mm -hmm. so um which like you know i still like that has now become secondary to doing uh, photography but right right, right. um i definitely remember um you know it was, it was like there was this uh time in high school where i'm trying to i'm trying to kind of like make it as concise as possible without yeah. actually creating a bunch of things but like basically where i um had this super small role like the opening scene of um this uh play um it's called arsenic and old lace and this is the year where the only roles I was getting were religious based. So in this okay. one, I was a reverend. And then in the spring we did anything goes and I was a bishop. And it was just like this weird thing where, and, and actually both of those cases, the reason I was cast as those in my opinion was um, because the, the actually, there actually was kind of like this kind of like these kind of whirlwind talents who came in who were Asian. And so we're just kind of like, you know what, like we can cast uh, so-and-so as like this ingenue who's not related to anybody else in the, in the story. So like, oh, you can play her dad. 
or like you know in the in, in anything goes it was like oh there are these two kind of like uh uh, Chinese stowaways so you can be the bishop take the you know like the Asian uh, you know it's like bringing them on board the ship or whatever I see. Um, and so um, you know and maybe there was like a little bit of frustration in that by that point but also at the same time I was um, singing in these um, two um, these two music groups and we would always do these tours mm-hmm. um, just like around like you know I don't even remember what the gig was but essentially there was this like I don't know if it was like bad blood between the music department and the theater department, but essentially like, you know, like the theater department kind of like decided to wave their dick around and be like, you know, if you're in this show in this performance, like this stupid matinee on a Sunday, um, then you, um, then you can't perform. You can't go to this old folks home and perform with the music groups or whatever. Okay. And I, and basically, um, you know, like basically um, that, was the case for me but not for um someone else in the cast who was like a lead um who was also in the you know win these music groups like like the like the talent pool was so small again money not talent um mm-hmm. that we that that we that that the theater department had to share begrudgingly the stuff with the music department so like and like the thing is is that it was like oh i have this one scene role so you could roll over me and be like strong arm means that you can't go but like someone else is like the lead it's like oh well they're the lead so we can yeah. we'll make the exception because we can't do anything else right yeah um and so i was just like well that is fucking bullshit so i'm gonna go i'm just gonna go you know i'm gonna do both and listen i'm not gonna say anything um hopefully i won't get caught um i did get caught and then promptly kicked out of the um of the show um and it, a lot of it was because i refused to apologize because there's like you broke this rule um you broke this like rule that's like you know like the school policy that kind of thing and it was like total bullshit whatever yeah um and so like they were like well then we have to pull you out of the show until you apologize essentially right and then you know and it was like one of those things where it was like that happened and then i was kind of like you know like hoping that like you know like this would kind of give me a little bit of like street cred with the music department because it's kind of like you know like listen i just you know i went you know like hope go to the mat for me because i wanted to support your department and they're just kind of like well you made the mistake it was like they kind of like sold me out so i was just kind of like okay well then i guess everyone's just gonna say fuck you to me um and you know like and you know it's like one of those things where you're just kind of like well you know it's like i was a junior and i was like i still might have some like you know at that time you're like I still want the acceptance. I still want to feel like I have the opportunities um, in, in my future, you know? Yeah. And um, so basically, um, you know, like, you know, like hat in hand kind of was like, I apologize. And then was all bored and it was blah, 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 blah. Um, but in the meantime, I had missed a performance and they had to swap me out with, <laughs> um, could not have been a more, um, we could not have been more opposite. Like he was like a super tall, like kind of like I'm a gangly. Like, yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing yeah. if it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a future NBA star, Kevin Garnett. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but um, that like, but but like, could not have cast somebody more diametrically opposed. Like, because uh, a lot of our shows were double cast for right. whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. even like down to like this small role. And a lot of, and I think again, it was because 
they double cast the girl and one of them was white one of them was asian so they had to cast a white father for her so the white father played like like had like basically it's like i don't know if they meant if they threw in a line about like her being adopted or some shit like that it would not put it past me that somebody would have ad-libs that kind of shit because that was the theater department that was run at the time yeah but um yeah, I mean, like, you know, and I do think that, like, high school, I will say this is one thing that high school has taught me that has kind of, kind of bitten me in the ass a bit, but also um, has made me, I think, a much more, has made me the person and the photographer that I am that you know, mm. is that, like, it gave me a really healthy distrust of authority, you know? Mm. Like, it kind of was just like, listen, people are going to lie to you to get what they want. Oh, yeah. um and it's like and honestly it's like you know uh, one of my favorite comedians is um is george carlin um and he has this kind of he has this bit about like how um how like like how it's like um how uh, we're taught to respect our elders and like you know like like uh, look up to our parents and it's kind of like no you shouldn't because it's like it should be everything should be based on what their their performance yeah, you know, yeah. everything based on like Right. You know, if like, 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 it's not a, like, you know, like this whole, <laughs> this, I'm not a comedian. I'm clearly like botching the funny parts of this, of this bit. But, no, um, but I, I see the, what you're saying is like, <laughs> just cause someone is your parent, your boss, you're this, you're that. It's like, you got to earn respect to get it, dude. It's like, you know, if you, you know, if you are a shitty parent, why should I love you or, 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 be like respect you you know if you're on mm-hmm. drugs if you're on this like my parents but if you're no, i'm just kidding but if you're um you know if you're a shitty parent why should i respect why should you know and they go oh you're you're my son that's your father it's like that doesn't fucking matter bro it's like um it's like it's also too with your boss your boss is like i mean we all know bosses like sometimes a lot of people in positions of power are only there because they have they know someone right or they have family and they're dickheads and they're like, you, you got to suck my dick. You got to respect me. He's like, why you, you don't do shit. Like I do more than you. And you just know someone that got there. Um, and yeah, people in positions of like, yeah. like you got to think like people got there. How do you think most people get in positions of power? You know, you think it's all, you know, honest, probably not. <laughs> no, I think it's a lot of it's being good in the room, you know? Yeah. A lot of it's being phony, you know, or, or just playing the game, which is, uh, Mm. it's fine like i i can play the game until the point where like you said like you're gonna screw someone over i just can't live with that man i'd rather just be and maybe that's probably why i I might not ever make it but it's like um i don't know it's just it's just too much for me no i think i think like for me it's you know i do i do truly believe in that like you know like um because i know me so it's like you treat someone with respect you get respect back like there's that you know, it's like, um, and so, um, you know, and in certain jobs, it's one of those things where you're like, um, you happen to just have a good relationship. I mean, I always think about this because I used to, you know, like as a former, I a former smoker, you know, yeah, you would have yeah. those kind of things where you're like, you know, like, like I imagine the same thing with comedy. Like, you know, you could, like if you smoke, if you smoke cigarettes and hung out outside with like, you know, like, you know, you could be hanging out with Dave Chappelle outside smoking a cigarette. I mean, or yeah. actually you could just be hanging out on stage <laughs> smoking a cigarette anywhere with Jay Chappelle. But, yeah. um, but, you know, like essentially there's that idea that like, there, like sometimes there's the social things where you're just kind of like, um, you have uh, an in 
and you get to know somebody not because of their position of power but just because you can just relate to that person and then your bonds are not about what they can do for your career what you can do for their career yeah. and then you just happen to like realize oh this person's a cool person so it's like maybe i'll bring him on tour or maybe i'll you know throw him up like when i'm in town maybe i'll have them open for me or you know yeah like like you know but like things that like i think all of my great successes have always been born out of maybe a lot of them have been born out of the modesty of being like oh i don't think i could ask so and so to like you know like have me come out to shoot their you know like their big show at you know whatever venue like you know like uh like i for me big venues are like little field or bell house yeah. um like you know so it's, i could say comedy seller but you know i we could never think of like reaching out to somebody and say um you know like like hey you know like please book me on your comedy seller show i know you're doing it blah blah blah, blah. um but then it's just kind of like i will gladly like and be honored if somebody reached out to me and was just like hey you know like i know we've you know, I've known you for years, or I've known you for a long time. I know you're a solid person. And honestly, I know that you're not using that. You won't use this as a springboard to like, fuck me over as soon as you get the chance, you know? Right. Like, there's that kind of like trust that you kind of have. Um, and honestly, it's like, we live like, like, we're going to spend probably the rest of our careers, like, kind of figuring out where we are in a hierarchy. Yeah you know yeah absolutely um it's a tough it's tough to ask people for for stuff but i will say that like yeah it, it's obviously easier when you're comfortable with someone but i think you know someone of your talent i i don't think you're i think you're doing a disservice to yourself because you have a, a great um you have great uh service the terrible word choice but you have great <laughs> services to provide so Mm -hmm. you floating yourself out there you're helping people you know and you also like out of sight out of mind you know people aren't thinking about you not because it's they don't like you it's because like they may not know you or they have someone else but if you just kind of like it's like if you poke someone you poke someone like oh that now they're in your mind the next time they may need someone they'll be like oh i remember aaron just fucking hit me up a lot of times i reach out to people i don't even expect anything dude i never expect mm -hmm. anything actually i just kind of want to be like hey like i know i could do the job um, just, you know, want to hope, you know, if you have an available date, drop out, let me know. And, uh, just keep me in mind. That's, that's pretty much, I don't think there's anything too bad about that. No, I, I think I, and I also think that like, I probably, my gauge of what feels transactional is probably so different than everybody else's, you know? Sure. Like, I do think that, you know, I do think that like, I think that, and a, a lot of the education has actually come through this past year. So before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of shows with like, you know, alt rooms and, you know, like, I, I, honestly, through the UCB model, which is, um, let's not pay performers, essentially. Yeah. So it's like the people who are the- hmm? They didn't pay photographers? Um, so um, I, I, the budgets were different. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately it's like towards the, towards the end, it seemed like there was a great value, especially, you know, like for video content, for posted content, because you want to sell those shows. But I mean, again, it's like the, you know, it's like the producers, the people, the performers are paying everything out of pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like, there's no, it's not like they're seeing any cut of the revenue so they can pay for any of these services. Right. Um, and so like when, you know, like when all the theaters shut down, um 
I didn't really have, you know, I didn't have a place to, you know, I didn't have a place to go. I took, you know, I took the April and like pretty much most of May off. And then when I hopped back in, it was actually through um, a show. Um, it was through Aton Levine's show. Um, he did a show at, in the, at the Bel Air Diner uh, in Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like a true, like, honest to goodness, like drive-in show. Like the, uh, the audience had to tune into the radio. They couldn't leave their cars. They couldn't roll down the windows. Like they could only roll down the windows to get the food. Yeah. Um, and it was just like a, like a surreal experience that I wanted to have at least once during the pandemic. I thought it would only be once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, June, there were a lot of like cultural things that happened yeah. that kind of yeah. encouraged people to kind of get out and be outside a little bit more. And then we got to the summer and that's when the show started pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I will say that like, um, the, like one of the things, the lasting kind of impressions that I had were, was the fact that like, you know, like you'd meet a lot of like-minded people who, you know, like at a time when maybe they weren't like as, um, and it wasn't as cutthroat because they wanted the whole, system to survive yeah it was a really interesting type way to meet people who the more i get to know them and the more as things open up to get a sense of like oh no like as soon as like you know as soon as it's safe to travel like i'll see you like you know I'll, i probably saw you like you know several times a week during, mm-hmm. during the pandemic but then i realized that like no now you're like flying off to you know you're doing like weekends everywhere and like yeah. new york is like your home base you know yeah um and it's just like, but like, you're like, but the, the way I was relating to them was like in such a way where it's like, oh no, you're just a cool person. Like, you know, it's like, like, you're just a cool person and you, you know that this is a business, but you want to, but like, this is your life. So it's like, yeah. do I really want to, do I really want to treat this as a business and like, have it kind of like suck or do I want to be like, no, it's like, you know, like having work colleagues, you know, like having Gotta, that kind of, that, that yeah. ecosystem. I'm- I think I've learned it's like you got to have a, a happy medium. I was just telling someone the other day where it's like, you know, like you want to get in the comedy clubs, but you also want to stay in there and getting the business will get you in there. Like you, you're funny, you sell tickets, blah, blah, blah. But being a cool person, being nice to the wait staff, being nice to the bookers, being just being a good hang, not awkward. It's going to, it's going to be what keeps you in, you know, or it keeps you, um, keeps you getting work because people most work in our our fields comedy photography is kind of from the reference of other people you know I think that's really the case with you you start taking photographs at this show people see it you know oh this guy's great who's that photographer he's this guy great he's you start booking that they, people start seeing more like I know Jared Free just used one of your photos on his thing who took that photo I love that photo I want to blow you oh Aaron he's great he'll make <laughs> you too all right and next thing you know it's just you know, and then you can bump your rates because you you, you don't want to um, double book, blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, so I, I think it's just being, I think anything in life, you know, except for like a really shitty, boring job, you know, where you just got to do your work and then your personality doesn't matter. But who wants to live that life? It's just, it's, it's right. a mixture of cool and business. Um, so yeah. we got to wrap up. Um, <laughs> if uh, you could go back to high school and change anything, is there anything you would change? Um, it's so funny. Cause I would say, I would try to, um, I think the one thing I always think about throughout my entire life is, um, the idea that 
uh, you're never going to see these people again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 well. Most people you want you want to see at least a couple of them for the last. Oh year. yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, we you go in there like everyone here. I've never <laughs> seen you again. So I'm gonna pull my dick out and pee on your fucking books. I don't think. Oh no, 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 no. It's not. No, I wouldn't. No, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't amount to um, I know, any kind of like sexual assault or any kind of high school cancellation. But um, yeah. no, no, I think it's more. I think it's more of the. You know, it's like you don't want to like you don't want to ruin you don't want to ruin friendships by being bold. You know, you don't want to ruin uh, a crush you have because you're like we're gonna have to see each other every day. And it's just like yeah, you might, but then next year you'll you can avoid each other like the plague. You know. Oh. And so I think about those kind of yeah. things where it's like I would take bold. I would make bolder choices. I would make bolder choices and fall fall flatter on my face, knowing that I probably would land happier, and knowing that you know when I you you know when I get my diploma and walk out of there one last time, it's like that's it, never have to see you guys again. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, if if for some re if it's if there was some virus, um, I have a my girlfriend's a neuroscientist, that's the word I use now. But if there was some virus you could inject in people especially in high school or me or you where it's like you can completely just install that ideology in their head that you're not these people won't matter this is just four years this is such a small portion of your life um you'll be fine i would have done high school completely differently man i would have just i would have played the drums i would have uh, just put myself out there more i probably would have like just just made more friends been myself more but yeah it's 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 tough because those years really you're going through puberty, you're going through all this stuff. You kind of got this pressure on you to figure what you want to do in life. And it's just, you think everything's forever. My first high school relationship, I think we all been there. I, I don't know if you in high school yours was, but it's just like, you think it's the, the, it's the, the first one, you think it's the only one, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, these friends, oh, these are going to be my only friends. Oh, they didn't invite me to the party. My life's over. I have no social life. It's like, dude, mm -hmm. you're going to graduate, go to a whole different college, different people, different city, get a job, different people. Um, this is going to be the next, Got you know, if you're healthy, if you don't get COVID, you, you'll have uh, 50 years left, 60 years left, you know? Did you, uh, did you grow up in the suburbs? I did. I grew up in Edison, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, um, yeah, that's where my, my cousin uh, grew up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just great. Just right out of a movie, my high school. Yeah, the um, but, yeah. I think yeah. I guess the other thing too is that like the way I would sum it up is that um, uh, the your social life won't be based around how many seats are available in a car to go anywhere. Yeah, it sh well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You want the people. You want to hang out with people that want you to be shotgun. <laughs> Uh, that's it it's true yeah yeah you don't want like uh yeah you'll sit bitch you don't want i mean even then if someone wants you there you're there but like i, I there's nothing there's no worse feeling when you get in a car i I was a pretty tall kid too and like i just didn't have a lot of self-esteem so i would get bitch a lot and i'm just like this doesn't make sense this doesn't yeah. make sense. and it's like oh i'm only here because i they can squeeze me in but, but yeah, 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 and you're just kind of like, listen, I'm still taking space. I'm, I have valuable real estate in your car still. So I'm very, I have self worth, baby. I don't need you, fuckers. <laughs> I have another 60 years to die. That's going to be the title of this episode. You want someone who's gonna, <laughs> who wants to run shotgun? Oh. That's great. That's a good quote. I'm going to, that's a good, I'm going to get t shirts. All right. <laughs> so, um, 
bro plug all your stuff um your 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 instagram and stuff is different from your actual name so let's get your oh yeah yeah, yeah. um so you can find me on instagram at uh photo juice mm -hmm. um and you'll probably see tons of um i guess uh, uh random no very few random street things but mostly uh comedy because that's um the livelihood and uh, honestly my passion yeah dude and um guys i'm at kamach bro you go to my page um i mean i think i have a couple aaron how many photos of you do i have of, of me from you do i have up there i mean one of my most recent ones was um me standing on the on the street sign um mm -hmm. the fucking in queens photos was that no, in queens in queens yeah so guys like just like he's a great photographer if you need someone to make you look good um hire him um you're very affordable and dude, like i said this guy will show up there with shorts on with 17 <laughs> tripods dangling from his fucking uh, back and he's gonna have a, a camera he's gonna have the extra lens under uh, in a and like a, he has like a, like a like a bulletproof vest with like the guns the swat guns it's gonna have different camera lenses and the cherry on top is the white claw he's going to be drinking <laughs> the whole time. This guy is just fucking yeah. uh, great. Um, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, buddy. Um, so I'll see you soon. Thanks for doing this. And guys, uh, thanks for listening. Guys, remember, my album comes out. Um, it's available for pre-order tomorrow. Uh, May 18th is when it releases. Um, JamesKamasha.com slash show for all tour dates. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.